This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 168. Today we have on Candace Hafen from Lemon Drops and Lilies, and she's talking to us all about the powerful influence of meaningful decor. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids, and at Helping of Happiness, we love to help build up families by providing delicious family recipes, exciting travel guides, and home and family hacks to make your life more manageable and more fun. There are a lot of things I am still learning and I'm trying to figure out, and that is why we have this podcast, to have our friends come on here and teach us and inspire us to be better and grow closer to Jesus Christ. This is so awesome. I'm so glad that you gave us a little bit of your time, Candice. So let's uh, talk about you and your family. Hey, well, um, my husband and I, it's actually our anniversary today. Happy anniversary. Awesome. (laughs) We're celebrating 22 years and we have three kids. My oldest is 19 and has moved out of the house. Unfortunately, I'm having a hard time with that one. Then I have a 16 year old son and a 13, almost 14 year old daughter and a dog and a dog. Don't forget those dogs. So where, and then where are you guys from? So um, we live in St. George, Utah. So the hot Southern part of Utah. Nice. We're basking in all that heat in Texas right now too. I am so done with the triple digits. (laughs) Can we, can we just see nineties? That would even feel cool compared to what I hear you. Looking forward to September when it starts to cool off. a little Yes. I know that is the happy thing about the school year. Everything seems to get a little less hot, but Well, let's talk a little bit about your business. Tell us all about Lemon Drops and Lilies and what's the story behind it, how it got started. Well, um, so I was a school teacher before I had kids and then went back for um, when my youngest was about third grade, I think. I went back to teaching for a couple of years and I absolutely love, love teaching, love being with the kids, but I just really... I just wanted to be home more. I wanted more flexibility. I was missing out on things I didn't want to miss out on, even though teachers do have some flexibility, but there were lots of meetings and things. And I decided that I needed to do something different. So um, I kind of took my passions. I love decorating. I love holidays. I love creating stuff. I love my family. And I just took it and put it all together and um, decided to launch an online shop. So my online shop is, as you mentioned, Lemon Drops and Lilies, and it started out as home decor and holiday decor, and I've actually just been pivoting a little bit more and really focusing on what I love the most so I can serve my my customers the very best, and that's doing the celebration and holiday decor. So yeah, I just really try to make celebrating easy for moms so that they can get to the memory making part and not all the stress. But if they're like me, they love the details. And so I, I want to make sure the details are there, but they're there quick and easy for them that they can just get to celebrating and enjoying their family and making those memories. Which I love because I just, there's just not enough time for me to do all the things that I already want to do anyway. So adding in giant birthday parties for seven kids every year just makes me feel really overwhelmed. Yes. So I'm really glad you're making, you're helping us make things pretty and festive but without all the stress. So I I'm really excited to talk about this a little bit. And one thing that I really love that you are doing these, all these powerful influences in your decor, like everything has some meaning. And I think that that is so good. And I would love for you to share just a little bit on, you know, how can we have decor that has a good influence on our home? How, how does, how do we even do that? Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, I want everything to be meaningful, but I just don't think about how that translates. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it, it does. And let me just share with you a little story that um, you mentioned to me before we were recording that you had read one of my blog posts and it was on meaningful decor. And I shared this story there, but I think it would be great for listeners to hear it too. Because for me, it was a real impactful moment that taught me about meaningful decor. And um, so it, this was probably, I don't know, four years ago or something. And I was just going through life, normal as could be, being a mom, doing all the things. And all of a sudden, this scripture, it was Joshua 24, 15, popped into my head. And if you don't know, your scripture is all memorized. I don't have those all memorized. (laughs) The one that, you know, says, choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And it just popped into my head. And I remembered it hanging in a 
framed thing on my mom's wall in the house. And it was just, I remember exactly where it was. It was as you went down the stairs, it was on the wall right there. My mom was a big decorator too. And I don't know that my mom ever talked about that, that scripture on the wall, to be honest, like it hung on my wall my whole life, but I don't think she ever had any conversations with me that I remember at least about it, but it was there. And all of a sudden I could just see that in my head on my mom's wall. And I had this scripture in my head and I was like, that's crazy. That's been 30, probably more than 30 years at that point that I had been in that house with that on that wall. And I just all of a sudden was thinking about it and it just never left my head. Like for the next week, that just scripture just kept popping up and popping up. And I thought, you know, the Lord's sending me this for a reason. He's trying to remind me that what's on my walls matters, that what hangs on my walls, what sits on my shelves, what's in my house really, really matters. And it really kind of refocused me. And I started thinking about that of like, how can I inspire my family? How can I teach my family without being in their face? Mm. <laughs> I had yes. <laughs> and with teenagers, you can't be in their face, right? No, and no. Like, what can I do? And so I just started really thinking about that. Like, can I hang a scripture on the fridge? Can I put up a quote? It doesn't even have to be by a religious leader or something, but can I put up something inspiring? Can I have photos in my house that remind my kids of meaningful moments? Like photos from a trip where we made a special memory or we spent time together and you know like what can i do and so i thought that's what it was and i thought that was all it was about was just about me being reminded how important these things were and just recognizing i could do them even better well another week goes by and i get called into my um, my bishop my religious leader and he asked me if i will take an assignment in our church and the assignment was to be the music leader of the primary, which is our kids that are under 12 at the time. And I was like, okay, I love music. I love musical theater. I love all that stuff. I'm like, but I was like shocked when he asked me, I said, you do know, I don't even lead music. Right. And honestly, I saw the shock and awe in his face. He went, no, didn't know that. (laughs) But that being said, he said, I know that it is supposed to be you. And he proceeded to tell me a little bit that the, the woman that was the president of the primary, the youth organization had specifically requested me and felt very, very strongly about it and had been asking for me for a while. <laughs> and um, I couldn't do it because I'd had another calling in a stake organization. So over the whole area. Um, anyway, so he's like, but I know it's supposed to be you. And I was like, well, I'm willing. I just, I just don't know if I can like, this is, I'll say yes, but was but really this is with some faith. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I went home and I just, I just really was like, is this from heavenly father? Like really like, <laughs> are they sure they want me there? This is where I'm really inadequate. I don't lead music. Like I love music. I have enthusiasm. I love teaching kids, but not so sure. And then the primary president called me that night and she told me the story about her, basically her experience that expressed how much she felt I was supposed to be in that calling and the things that had lined up to happen so I could be there. And I was like, okay, thanks. And it should have quite, it should have made me feel all warm and fuzzy and better, but it didn't. I it was just still, probably made you more nervous. <laughs> it did. I was just yeah. still going, oh, can I do this? And then she said, oh, let me tell you the theme for the year for the youth and I said, or for the primary. And I said, okay. And she did. And guess what it was? <laughs> it was that scripture from Joshua 24, 15. And the second she said it, I just started crying, trying to hold it together because I'm on the phone, but it was confirmation to me that my heavenly father knew me. He knew who I was. He knew all my inadequacies. He knew my strengths. And he wanted me to serve there. He knew who I was and he wanted me to serve there. And I just, that experience, you know, besides teaching me, my heavenly father knew me, just totally reminded me that he took something that my mom had on my wall as an eight to 10 year old kid and taught me something I will never forget from it. Gave me a special experience. And it just really ingrained in me to have those, those things on our walls that, our heavenly father can take from 
that he can use to teach our kids or to comfort our kids or to give them guidance 30 years down the road. <laughs> now I want to redecorate my whole house. <laughs> Inspirational messages. <laughs> What's um, going to sink through with these guys? No, that's so powerful. I love that. And I think that that's such a neat thing that that remembrance came to your mind in so many different facets of your life that it could be used not only with your family, but with your primary kids. That's really neat. Yep. Yep. And I think, you know, there's lots of ways for us to do it. Um, when I first opened my shop and had a lot of more of the everyday stuff, um, that was a big thing too, was like, you know, what, one of the very first things I brought into my shop was Joshua 24, 15 on a pillow cover, which I still have some of, if you want one, (laughs) (laughs) but it's this idea that, you know, we can, we can just put these subtleties through our home, on our walls, on our pillows, on our, on our mirrors, you know, like little things that just our kids can see. We don't have to say much about them, but they're there and they, they remind them what's important. They remind them where their focus should be. And, you know, that kind of ties into the whole holiday side of it for me, because I know there's people that kind of look and go, Oh, I don't need to decorate my house. I don't need to do holiday decorations, that kind of a thing. And, you know, everybody needs to do them, but I do truly believe that how we, how we set up the stage for our home actually starts creating those connections, those memories, those imprints, um, on our kids that make impressions later. And so to me, decorating my house for the holidays is setting the stage, getting my kids excited for that reminder of the fun and the connection and the memories that we make and create. And that decor becomes part of that memory and that, that impact that reminds them that home is this place they want to be and this place that they love being. I love that. It's just all that nostalgia, right? I mean, who cares if your silly stuff Christmas moose is like still ugly, but my kids love bringing out that stupid moose every year. You know, I'm like, I didn't really like that decoration anymore, but every year they're like, oh, it's the Christmas moose. You know, they just love it. You know, it's so funny. The things that they hang on to. So that's even more powerful. I love that. Yeah. My kids had a, a witch that saying that their grandma gave them and I <laughs> hated it. I honestly hated it. We had it for years and I finally got rid of it. I have never heard the end of it every year. <laughs> oh, I found one on eBay for like a hundred dollars. You should buy it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we can't you know, do it. But those, yeah, those things that help us, you know, create memories. I guess that's really what it is. It's about creating an impression and a memory that we just don't know how Heavenly Father might need to use it or yeah. when that, that child might right remember that thing because they need it. Even 30 days, 30 days, 30 days or 30 years down the road, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So we're in the middle of birthday season at my house. We have a lot of summer birthdays. We've got July, August, August, September. So we've got a lot of birthdays and I know you're really good at birthdays and that's kind of your big thing right now. And so I would love to hear kind of how you, like, how can we make our family members feel special on our birthdays? And I know you do something to take the pressures off the mamas, which is really important to me because I just, you know, think if we have less time in all of the busy, we have more time doing that quality time stuff with our family. So tell us like, inspire me with my birthdays. Okay, well, I <laughs> so love half of them are already over. So they're, you know, whatever they got the cruddy <laughs> birthday, but we have some coming up so we can, we can repent and do better. Well, I, I do. I love birthdays and they've always, ever since I became a mom, they were just like this thing that stood out to me is this opportunity to make my child feel special and not feel guilty about it. You know, just be like, mm-hmm. it's their day and just enjoy it. And you know, I was the mom that built the pirate ship for the birthday party. I, I did all that stuff, the huge themed parties, and I do not regret a second of it. Loved it. But I got to a point where, um, a few years ago, actually, my kids were kind of hitting those teen years and, you know, cause you've got kids in all age spans when they're young, it's a different kind of busy when yeah. they're older. It's, it's a like schedule busy. It's not, yeah. you know, it's a different thing. And we were so busy and my son and my husband share a birthday and it's about a month after Christmas. So by the time I've gone through October's, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, cleaned up the Christmas, redecorated my house, got it back to normal. Then I'm supposed to have two birthdays ready. And I just found one year I was just 
I was maxed out. Like I was doing the birthday thing the night before the birthday. And I was like, I feel like a crappy mom. I feel like a crappy wife. I am not even excited to celebrate the birthday the next day. And that's when it hit me. Something had to change. Something had to be different. And it really just inspired this whole direction. I went with um, my shop and the birthday celebration. And it was that moms want those details. We want to do all the things that make their kids feel special, but we got to have some brain space and, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be so hard to throw something special that makes your kids feel great. And so I transitioned into this decor, decor staples, traditions and traditions idea. And I'd already had traditions in our birthdays, but it became an even bigger deal because that was kind of what saved, saved the sanity there. And, um, you know, so we started out, like, I was like, okay, decorating was like a big thing. And it was a big part of our tradition was that my kids would wake up on their birthday and they'd have the house decorated and it would be so fun, but I'm like, it has to be simpler. So how do we make it simpler and still give them that special experience? And it, it came to me just to just start using like the same nice pieces year after year, <clears throat> not the dollar store decor, but nice pieces that you could pull out that you could use every year. And so I have like a table runner and I have a banner and I have like a birthday plate and all these things that I can pull out every birthday. So it becomes a tradition. The kids get excited. Like they do right. about the moose, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just, oh, yay. You know, I get the birthday plate because it's my birthday and we have this runner, but it has all these fun colors. So I can still like, if I want to go a little further and do something more unique, you know, I can say, oh, I'm going to pull out the pinks and I'm going to use pink balloons and I'm going to use pink wrapping paper and I'm going to make it more girly for my daughter. But if it's my son's birthday, then I can say, hey, I'm going to pull out the red that's in it and I'm going to individualize it for him and or I'm going to add, you know, a couple little accents of his favorite thing to go with it. But I have the base layer already figured mm -hmm. out and I just cannot tell you how freeing that is to my brain. Like, I love that idea. And I really identify with this because my husband also has a January birthday and both of his parents, they were all in the same week, all three of them. And I'm just, just the gift part was more than I could think of because we had just done all of that at Christmas. I yes. can't think, oh my gosh, I can't think of more things. It's, you know, so exhausting. And then you put all the decor and the party with it. And it just feels so hard sometimes, especially when some of us are already tapped out, <laughs> it's really a tricky, a tricky thing. So I love that. And I, I love that it's a good quality piece because I feel like every year we pull out the same ratty banner, <laughs> it just looks horrible and it's all taped up and it would be great. I need to start afresh and just have something nice that comes out that they can look forward to. And you feel like, Hey, I showed up. Yes. You're not stressed. You're yeah. ready to party with your family. I know right where that is. I just pull it out, throw it on the table. I'm good. Yep. And you know, then there's all these things you can do to make it special, but again, they can become tradition. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you're like, you know what? I just have a few go-to ideas that I like to do year after year after year. And my kids love them. One of them is I decorate their doorways. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, tell me how you do this. Cause I've seen well, and there's lots things. of different ideas you can do. And yeah. again, finding what works for you, but you know, like it can just be balloons and streamers, a sign, a little dollar store sign across their door, you know, but something that when they open that door to come out on their birthday, they're like, ha ha, it's, it's my birthday. My birthday. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, another idea is to do like a balloon avalanche where you like use crepe paper and, or you can even use like a, um, plastic tablecloth. And you put balloons on the side of the door, the door sandwiched between these crepe papers or these things. I'm not explaining that very well, <laughs> but I'm going to be sharing it on my Instagram. So yes, we'll, we'll, we'll put in the show notes, a little link to that. So yeah, they can yeah, but it's, um, but you know, they open their door and all the balloons fall into the room and it's just like something like that. That's like so you just fun. have little traditions that you do maybe a little bit different way, but there's always some sort of birthday decor. And for us, it's, we always decorate at night after they go to bed. So when they wake up in the morning, it's this surprise for them. You know, another idea is to write a message on their mirror on their birthday. That's not hard moms. We can do that. They make window markers, or you can even use dry erase markers oh, and we just go in and we just write, you know, happy birthday, love you lots, whatever, you know, draw them a picture of a cupcake, you know, 
balloons, whatever. But how easy is that? That doesn't take our brain power, right? We can do that and it still makes them feel special. Um, another thing I love to do um, that I've been doing since my kids were little is I like to write them a birthday letter. And so I write them a letter about their year, kind of like things that I remember about this year, things I've noticed about you, like ways you've grown, um, just things I admire and love about them. And um, then that becomes like a keepsake. It's this that special. is so special. And that's something you don't have to do the night before the birthday. You can do that way earlier and then just have it ready. And I, I love anything that I can do ahead is just so much better because who knows what you have late at night, the night before the birthday that you can't quite get to it. So, oh, that's so good. And they can throw that in their journal and reread it. That is so special. Yeah. And I love that you make it about the most recent year because then it gives them more specific things about them that you've loved and cherished. That's so special. Yeah. Yeah. So just little things, you know, just come up with those traditions that you can do every birthday and you don't have to really think so hard, but they just become special. They become what makes the, the birthday memorable and they're oh, not expensive either. So those great. Are aren't, aren't hard to do. I know. This is so great. So I'm barely going to be getting home for the next birthday that we have because I'm taking my oldest daughter back to college. And so by like my whole end of my trip is very firm in stone because it's my son's birthday, like the day after we're getting back, you know? So I love these ideas because at least most of these are things that I can kind of get done ahead of time or have my husband, if he knows ahead of time, okay, can you make sure to have some balloons blown up for me so that in case I roll in really late that night before we could just tape up some balloons and streamers really quick or Maybe put my another. other kids on it. Here's a fun idea for balloons too. Yeah. So we all use balloons when we decorate for yeah. cut up some strips of paper, hand them out to people in your family, have them write a little note to the birthday person, hold them up, stick them inside your balloons, decorate. Then at the end of the birthday, your birthday child can go through and pop their balloons and find the notes. And they get this like other special memory. And you could do that. You can have the notes written. Oh yeah. You know, or just come into mom's room, grab a piece of paper and write a note, you know? Just little things like that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is also solving my birthday cleanup because that's the hard part is it's like, no one ever wants to let the balloons go away. They just get shrivelly and ugly and just yeah. kind of float about the house forever. But this is like, okay, great. We got to get the notes out. Let's pop these balloons and then we can be all cleaned up for I your birthday really child will be cool. running around to pop the balloons. Yes. Oh, everyone <laughs> will want to pop them at my house. It'll be like be so exciting. Oh, but that's so neat. And then it gets everybody else involved too. That's really cool. I like that. And another, so there's kind of three areas I try to set tradition. Yeah. I do it in the core. I do it in the way that we celebrate and I do it in the food. So in the food, there's lots of ideas you could do with it. You know, we usually birthday cakes, kind of a go-to that most of us mm -hmm. do. You can get creative on your birthday cakes um, and let your kids have that option to like, my kids will be like, you know, I want to, one year, my daughter told me I want a cookie dough cake. And I was like, Okay. So we figured out how to make a cake for her. And that was her cake. Um, I have another child that's had Sundays for their birthday instead of cake. Cause that's what they wanted. Um, but you know, there's things like that, but you can also do things like have a go-to birthday breakfast. That's what everybody does. Cause everybody loves it. And you only have it for birthdays mm -hmm. on their birthday. Um, one way to do this is to do pancakes and just stir sprinkles into them. Oh, that's cute. And then you melt frosting to do for the syrupy part of it. Maybe not the healthiest breakfast, but it's fine. It's a birthday. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, it can also be, you know, sometimes families, particularly if you have a lot of children, don't go out to eat a ton. Mm -hmm. Sometimes at least at my house, I really love to encourage the kids. Hey, let's go out to eat. Yeah. Less thing I have to think about. And so mm -hmm. going out, letting them choose the restaurant, because you know how they're always disagreeing over the restaurant. Um, yes. Letting them choose where to go, you know, just, just find those things that you can just say, these are the things we do for birthdays and they become things the kids look forward to. No, I really love that. Food is always a big thing at my house since food is a huge part of our, our blog. So food is huge for our family culture. So we always tell our kids, okay, it's your birthday. What do you want to make? And I even ask them a couple of weeks in advance in case it's something a little more off you know, off the top or something I need to look for a sale on, but yeah, it's really fun. And a lot of times we'll, most of the time they just want donuts or something in the morning, you know, so we just go pick that up or they'll want fast food for lunch and then I make dinner or whatever, but 
it's, it's really fun. It's such a fun thing that they get to feel like they get to pick and it gets to be all of their favorite things. And I, I, I really like that food he carries huge, um, oh, my brain's running away with memories. my words. Yes. It, food, great memories and great traditions. And I've noticed this, especially now that my kids have been leaving the house. Cause it's things that they want when they come back, you know, and it's just like such a part of who they are is these family foods that we've had. It's really builds their identity really is their Anyway, it's really cool. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So wait, did we do all three areas? So we did the decor. You talk we about food. Decor, we talked about food for a minute. The celebration. Oh, I have so many on this. So many. <laughs> okay. But, get them doing. Um, Let's hear. Okay, I'll give you a few more. Um, so one of them, again, kind of when I was, when I was feeling this happened before even the birthday decor tradition started, but I kind of realized these big parties that I loved throwing my kids and that they loved were a little bit overwhelming. And so I kind of went, you know what, we're going to do parties on the even years mm -hmm. and we're just going to do a fun family thing on the odd years. And we so do the same thing. It's such a lifesaver. Yes. It is. And like, just, it just like having that set of, okay, I'm not being a bad mom because I didn't throw the big party. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of regulating it. And my kids were just fine with it. They mm -hmm. were like, great. Yeah. And then they, you know, start planning their party for the next year. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. They do. Yep. And then, you know, setting milestone traditions to, um, and just, hey, yeah, tell me about milestone traditions. Yeah. Let's get into this. Okay. So just, you know, and this can totally, again, it's just what works for you and what works for your family. And you may already have some things you do and you're like, oh yeah, let's just make that for everybody. Like for example, 13, you turn into a teenager, right? It's a momentous thing. So I get my kids a 13, officially a teen t-shirt of some sort for them to wear on that day. <laughs> so, you know, it can be something as simple as that as there's this thing we do when you turn 13. When my kids are baptized, my, my daughter, you know, when she was baptized at eight, that's in our church, that's a big thing. Yeah. So for her ninth birthday, I gave her a book that was like all about her baptism and all her pictures and all the letters people had written her and all these things like, you know, just a, a fun thing you can do. Like just kind of thinking, where can I have traditions? Maybe it is that you make them a photo book every year and they get that for their birthday. Um, maybe it's when they turn 16. You know, my daughter, when she turns 16, she, I wanted to throw her the big party, but she is an introvert. She isn't really into big crowds. And so it ended up being that what we did was we went out of town overnight with one of her friends and just had a really good time, you know, ate the fun food, went and did the fun things. And it was something we hadn't done before because we don't do sleepovers. So this, yeah, no, this is fun. awesome. I love this idea. <laughs> so I think it's just figuring out those things and it doesn't even have to be like, it can be, it can be a special date with mom or a special date with grandma that maybe happens at a certain age, like, but kind of just figuring out what are the things our family does and let's set them that, yeah, this is what we do when they turn 12. This is what we do when they turn 16. This is what we do when they turn 18 and, and just having some of those traditions. So again, it just goes back to mom's not having to reinvent the will because for me, that's the hard part. It's all the thinking, all the decision-making. And if I can just know this is what I'm doing, it can still be so much fun for me to get it ready because I don't have to decide anymore. So, well, and I think that helps you fit in these things that you want to do, but you never have deadlines on. So maybe it never happens. Yeah. I love the idea of having that baptism photo book when they're nine, because it gives you a year to do it, but then it makes you make sure to do it. Cause I mean, how many times, uh, it's, so bad with photo books with me, unless it's a chat book, Th those are easy, but even sometimes then, cause I, <laughs> but I, I think that that's really great. One thing that we've done that we just started was that we took my daughter that had just gotten home from her mission and my son, who was just about to leave for his mission. And we took them on a trip together with me and my husband. And it was so awesome. And so now my other, my son, that's just younger than him, totally felt gypped. He's like, I was one spot away from going on this trip. And we said, no, don't worry. When you get a little bit older, you know, whether that's just right after you graduate or which it probably will be that, then we'll just grab that other brother that's under you and you two can go and we'll all go and do that. And that way it doesn't feel like you have this big, huge trip with your whole family and all your kids. Cause that gets expensive yeah. and exhausting, at least for us. Cause we have such a big family 
but um, they also have a buddy so that they don't have to be alone with mom oh, and dad, which is really that. kind of hard. Yeah. It gives them that opportunity to connect with that specific sibling. Yeah. It's really, really fun. So yeah, the older two are like, okay, you guys got your trip. And then me and my husband love to travel and now we can do that, but we don't have to bring nine people with us. Right. (laughs) Not always very feasible to be able to do quite as many things on a trip. If you are paying for nine people to go to a fancy restaurant, you know? So anyway, it's that that's been a tradition. We've really are excited that we've just started. So anyway, I love hearing those things and just saying what things are meaningful to you and your family. Oh, that's so good. So good. Okay. Any other fun family traditions that you wanted to share? Well, you know what? This is one that everybody seems to love and it is our favorite and it's the yeah. thing in the Hoyd world. This is a birthday tradition. Um, but so when my kids were little, um, you know, every so often I give them a straw with their drink at lunch or whatever. And yes, of course, love straws. Of course they do. And what do they do when they get it? They start blowing bubbles. Yes. Well, I'm a pretty prim and proper mom. So I hated that. I was like, Oh no, no, no. We don't blow bubbles in our drinks. I said, it's not your birthday. We don't blow bubbles in our drinks. So what happened was then when the birthday rolled around, my, my kids said to me, mom, it's our birthday. We can blow bubbles. <laughs> and that was how it started, but it is our birthday tradition now. So every birthday you get a straw in your chocolate milk. It's always chocolate milk. You get a straw in your chocolate milk. And you get to blow bubbles and my kids insist on it. Like even like (laughs) as an adult, I am required to blow bubbles in my drink on my birthday. Isn't it funny? The things they hang on to that is always a shocker to me. Why is that the thing? But it is, we, (laughs) we had a manners dinner for a while where, because our kids were having horrible manners at the table. So we lit some candles and we said, whoever has the best manners gets to blow them out. Well, that was really good for a little bit until my husband had this idea that he was going to lick his fingers and then douse the flame. So then it went from us all having really good manners to everyone climbing on the table and everyone trying to pinch the wick at the end. And so you're like, okay, I don't know if this just totally in like messed up everything that I was just teaching, but but giving it them it an opportunity to have those moments where they maybe can break the rules a little bit just it makes it so much more fun and they love it so now that's the thing it's like all right well you have to have good manners during the table and then we can be rowdy when we're done but oh I love that and yeah, I love that you made room for the bubble blowing I think that that because if it was every night it wouldn't be a special thing it would just be normal right right anything else Lots more ideas, but I actually have a download on my website. Um, if they go to my website, they can yes. find there's a banner on the top that has 26 plus birthday tra- traditions. And I say plus because there's 26 items, but most of them have a couple ideas housed in them. Yes. <laughs> so if they want to get more celebration and tradition ideas and don't do them all, you will be an insane woman. We're picking our favorite two or three. That's it. Yes. I mean, these yes. ones resonate with my family. But if you want some inspiration, they can run and grab that. And it's just a, just a fun thing to get you thinking about what your family would love. I love that. We'll let's link up to that in the show notes. And I love that you said, don't do all of them because that is, we don't want to make our families more crazy, right? This is all about having, having more peace and calm and excitement in the home. Not about thinking that you have to be the mom that does all the things. So the mom that does all the things is scattered and a mess and not there for the moment. If you can pick a few special things, this is my true belief, a few special things and show up. You're going to feel so much better about your mommy than you're going to feel when you try to do everything. Hmm. That, that I just need to put that on a pillow in my home, (laughs) pick a few special things and show up. That's awesome. In Texas here, school is right around the corner. And I feel like this has been the conversation at the pool with all the moms lately is that we just want our back to school to be more organized. I think it's the conversation every year. (laughs) How can we make this year a little less crazy than in the past? So do you have any back to school tips? for us. Okay. Now remember I was a school teacher, so it's become <laughs> a little crazy when it comes to this. Stuff. You're the expert. We need all the things from you. <laughs> so, I'll try to keep it controlled and keep it brief. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that really worked for my kids when they were younger. So my kids are teens now, and 
I don't know about you, but life transitions to a different. Oh, it's different. way different. Even though I still have little kids, it feels so different because I have big kids too. Yeah. 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 So, but one of the things that really, really worked well through all of grade school, um, and maybe we have intermediate schools here. I don't know if you guys do, but it kind of is six, seven, but mm-hmm. really it's a grade school. It's really, really works fabulous for, and even starts to work in intermediate. Once they get teens, they start to do their own thing, but is we, uh, we always had like, it, it's been different things. It's been a drawer in a cabinet next to the kitchen table. It's been a basket that I would put in the cupboard and pull out. But, but if you don't have a dedicated like homework area, I didn't, we used our kitchen table. I didn't have a dedicated, like I did try a couple of times to, to do different things, yeah. but I always just had a basket that had the color pencils, the markers, the sharpener, you know, the pens, the papers, like just all of it together. So we're never running around looking for stuff. It's all right there. And it, we'd get home and we'd have our snack and then we'd pull out the basket, set it on the table and everybody would start doing homework. And that just for me was just perfect. Like it just kept, and then when we were done, we just put the basket away. Didn't, I don't like having that kind of stuff out all the Mm -hmm. time for me. So it was just nice that I had a drawer or a basket. I could just put it away in and pull it back out when I needed it. Um, but everything was there. So that's one thing I would say that works. That's a great idea. I love that. I think I'm going to go declutter my kitchen drawers now. (laughs) So I have a drawer for that because we're the same way. It usually ends up being the kitchen table. And as much as I kept trying to have it be other places in the house, that's just naturally where everybody gathers. So I guess that's, that's especially now that everything is more Chromebooks and tech since the pandemic, all the other kids are now bringing those kinds of things home to do homework on. And I want those out and about in the main spaces of the home. I don't want everyone going to their bedrooms with their devices and stuff. So I love that, that you can have your basket with your stuff in it. So you're not just having the stuff out because it, one of the things that drives me crazy is just the pencil sharpener and the shavings all over. And if it was just <laughs> in its little spot, we could just tuck it away. That is a really good idea. Just having a place for all of those tools that you need to do your homework. And another thing that I really loved, which would work for your teenagers too, but really works for those younger ones too, because they need a little more attention. The teenagers, they kind of start to learn how to do those things themselves. Yeah. But we had a wall organizer and I have three kids. And so we had three like it's like the pocket, the wall pockets. Yeah. Of, yeah. Wall and I was like that. And each child had a pocket and I, you know, cause I'm me, I wanted to make it cute because to me, if something's cute and has their name on it, they take ownership of it. And they did. Right. So we, I put their names, I made cute little name plates and I put their names. Each of them had their own little box. And they also had a, um, clipboard that was made to match like in their kind of colors or patterns that they liked. And we put those in, in a wall organizer and that wall organizer was the go-to spot, not for like the pencils and pens, because that was what I had in that basket area. But it was for like, particularly when you're in elementary school, you know how you get like the flashcards that you're supposed to study every night. And so instead of putting those in the backpack and taking them out every night, cause they didn't need them at school, they were keep at home stuff. I would put them into their basket and they knew that they would go get them out and they would do their flashcards or whatever. Um, sometimes it's a calculator, like I was just going to say, I think that would be brilliant for calculators. We're always (laughs) looking for calculators. Yeah. But those things, whatever it is that child needs every day to do their homework, it goes into that bin of their own. And the clipboard was for like, if they had papers, mom needed to sign, or maybe like a math Mm. packet that, um, you know, you get a packet, like a lot of times my kids would get a packet and there was a page for every day. So instead of like having to deal with where did the paper go? We knew it was on the clipboard in their bin. And so they would just get it out, take it to the table and do their work. And anyway, I just, I loved that. I loved having those bins. We always knew where to look for something. It was like, yes, wow. it's even where to put it when you're done. Cause yeah. between the looking and the pudding, oh, it's that's waste so much time. And that's so stressful for me when we have such a packed afternoon <laughs> running to different <laughs> sports, you know, it's just, there's even even if one kid has one thing with seven kids, there's seven things. So it gets really hectic. You know, you remind me, I'm going to share one more tip that I hadn't put on sharing. Keep sharing. I'm loving this. (laughs) I always had my kids keep a book. Um, You know how the back of the driver's side, the back of the front seats have like a pocket on them. Yeah. Yeah. I always had my kids keep a book there Mm -hmm. that was only there. So that every time they got in their car, um, especially as we were driving to, to dance lessons or um, sport practices or whatever, 
they would pull out their books because there was always this, you have to do 30 minutes of reading at home. Or and whatever. there's always someone you're waiting for and the rest of the kids yeah. are waiting in the car. Yeah. So that became our travel time became when, when they were old enough to read on their own. Right. Became their time they could read. But sometimes I would even have my young ones read to me in the car as we're driving because we had to drive big sister somewhere. So I'd that have my brilliant. So the pocket in your car is really for books. Okay. I love it. I actually have a bunch of books in there from a road trip and we're just going to leave them in there. They're <laughs> <laughs> just going to stay. A lot of them are sticker books because I find the same thing with my little ones. If we end up going to an orthodontist appointment or a doctor's appointment that we thought was going to be a short appointment, but then ends up needing a lot more work. That it's so nice to have something like that on hand, but I yeah. love that even for the big kids, we need to get some thicker chapter books in there. That would be a really good idea. Something that everybody loves. Oh, so good. Oh, these are just such good tips. I'm so glad this is. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you like them. <laughs> this is so fun. Do you have anything right now? I know you've got a lot of birthday stuff going. You've got like a birthday bundle that's coming out. I do. Um, so I have a birthday collection that has all the fun things. You need. It has like a birthday plate. It has a birthday runner. I have a birthday banner. I have a cake stand. I have all the fun things there. So I'm going to be launching here in the next week or so. Uh, just a bundle with them together with a couple other fun bonuses that will be there. One of them is a gift for mom because it's her birthday after all. Yes, <laughs> it is. We should, I should be celebrated seven times That's a year. Right. It would be really good. <laughs> so yeah, so there's that, but I also have, um, I am kind of clearing these things out so they won't be there for long, but I do have a couple wall organizers that are in my shop that oh, I brought good. because of that organized organize your family thing, you know, and I have a desk organizer. So if you're in need of some of those things, yes. shop right now and grab those and, and you'll be set. Um, I know we talked about the, having the basket you pull out one of my friends homeschools and she bought the desk organizer and that's what she actually keeps right in her kitchen on the counter. And they pull it over when they are ready to homeschool. That's a great idea, especially when you are doing so much of the teaching in your home. It's nice to have that ready to go. Okay. And then you were telling me that for the next week, you've got a coupon code for us, right? So we do. Yay. We love coupon codes. Okay. So tell <laughs> us our coupon code. So listeners can use the code happiness, just H-A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S and get 20% off anything they order in the shop. Awesome. Okay. And my shop address is lemon drops, L-E-M-O-N-D-R-O-P-S letter N. So lemon drops N lilies l-i-l-i-e-s.com lemon drops awesome. and lilies okay and we'll link up to that in the show notes and then tell us where else they can find you because i know you're on instagram so tell yeah, us the I'm, different places i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i'm on pinterest um instagram's where i'm building my community most though and so that's where i do share everything first but anyway thoughts of inspiration for birthday decor birthday tradition celebration tradition holidays Get on my email list. That's the best place to be because that's where I share my best ideas and the most ideas. But I am on Instagram and you can follow me there at the same thing. Lemon drops, letter N, lilies. And I'm on the email list. I'm very happy about it. I'm getting <laughs> all of this information and I need it. <laughs> this is so good. Let's go do our three helpful and happy questions if you have okay. a little bit of time. Okay. So I like to ask these to all of our guests because Helping of Happiness blog, we talk about family meals and then we talk about family travel and we talk about just family and home hacks. So I love to get all of your ideas when you're on here because I learned so many good things from these questions. So the first one is what is your favorite food or meal? Hey, my favorite meal, and this is from a restaurant because it's always better if you don't make it. Oh, so but. nice. You don't have to go get it. <laughs> So this is actually a place in St. George where I live. So if you ever visit, put this on your list. Okay. Um, it's called Capoletti's and they have a flat iron steak with mashed potatoes. And then they have this, I can't remember if it's gorgonzola or blue cheese, but it has like the sauce they put over it and vegetables. Oh my gosh. It's to die for Like if I have a last meal, that will be it. <laughs> so, sounds so good. I think I need to go to St. George just to have that dinner. That sounds so good. So yummy. Okay. So what's the best trip you've ever gone on? Or it can be a dream vacation. You know, we, we got our dream vacation. So yay. Yeah. A few years ago, my husband, my husband and I had gone to Europe previously, just the two of us. And he said, I want to take the whole family and I want to go oh, to Europe. It. and I want to do all this. And I was like, can't do that. Are you kidding me? Can't afford to do that. 
took us two years to plan and save for it, but we were able to take our family and we went to Switzerland and we went to Italy and we went to Paris and it was so much fun. And I just like funny things that happened that stand out as funny memories, beautiful places we got to see things that you only learn about in school. We got to actually see like, Oh, it's so powerful. I love it. It was an amazing trip. And it's so fun because now like sometimes the kids will be studying something at a school and I'll be like, do you remember when we went there? (laughs) You know, we can pull out the picture and I don't know if you remember a few years ago, it's been a little while, but um, Notre Dame in Paris caught on fire. Yes. So did you get to go before it was on fire? I just been there before that. Oh. And it was just like, it was honestly like such a like, oh, like. No, it means so much more to you because you know it. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that that is the neatest thing about travel is that it connects them to different people in different countries and can help you show empathy. And so that was the big trip that we took my daughter and my son on. We didn't do Switzerland. That's totally on my list, but we did Paris and Rome and London. And it was so special. Love it so much. Now, every movie that I see is that is based in any of those places. I'm just pining to go back because it just, I don't know. It's just so special to be different places and have those memories and learn about the people and the culture and the food. And it is. And my husband's um, heritage actually comes from Swiss. He's so do mine. That's one reason I want to go. We're probably cousins. That was why, that's why we had to include Switzerland when we were over there. It wasn't just Italy and Paris. Cause we're like, we got to throw in a little bit of Switzerland. And so we, we did, and we had our favorite food when we were there, like our favorite way of having hamburgers, which is now our family's way of doing it. Okay. What is this? We had a, you want to hear? Yes. <laughs> so we actually, um, we were trying to go out and eat. We were hungry at the end of a travel day where we'd been busy. We were trying to find some food to eat. And we went to this restaurant we were just having this like I don't know. It took us forever to get in. When we got in, we couldn't get our food. Like we finally just ended up leaving. And so here we were, it was late at night. We did not know what to do because places were closed. We found this little hamburger place called soul food in Bern, Switzerland. Bern. That's where I want to go. That's where all my people are. You got to eat there when you go there. We ordered hamburgers. They were as big as our face was. They were huge. And they had this cheese on them that was like this crispy cheese and they were seasoned and they just tasted so good. And we're like, okay, what did you do? Cause it was just one little guy there cooking for us, you know, and taking our order and everything. We're like, what did you do to this hamburger? And he, so he told us and his translation, he wasn't quite right. So we're still not sure we got the spices <laughs> right, but we, we like the spice mix. So we do like Lowry's seasoned salt with cumin. And just mix them together. We use that on our hamburgers and season them really a lot when we're cooking them. But then we take cheese. And this is what he would did is he took grated cheese, three different kinds, and he fried it on the grill. And that is the killer right there. So we use cheddar, grier is our two must. And then sometimes we'll throw in some Parmesan or something else with it. But the grier cheese and the cheddar cheese are the two like musts. And Oh, I tell you, we made them for, um, we had a, had some, some teams over recently and we told them you guys need to try, we'd been, we'd been on a trek with them. So they'd gotten to know us pretty well. We said, you need to try the way we eat hamburgers. And they all said they loved it. Like, it's like, once you try it, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's hey, we so can't good. go back. Oh, that sounds <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm going to have to try that. My kids love, like, I think they call them cheese chips. <laughs> they just fry up cheese on the, on the stove and eat it. Like they're and that would be exactly what they're putting on those hamburgers. That's such a good idea. We love cheese at our house. So. We do too. And that is a really fun thing when you go to Europe, because there's just so much yummy cheese that that's the thing I miss the most in Italy is the cheese. Oh, <laughs> that Buffalo mozzarella. That's just so creamy on their sandwiches. And I have to try that one. I don't remember that. Oh my goodness. It's like, you know, it's that really fresh mozzarella, but it's like creamy, like a cream cheese almost. And then they put it on the, we had it on sandwiches all the time in Rome. They would just throw it on all the sandwiches. And so it, everything just, it was almost like mayo. It was so creamy. It was so good. Uh But 
yeah, it's really yummy. It's really expensive here, but we did get it once just because I was like, well, I want it. I miss it. <laughs> the Gryer cheese is not cheap either. Like, but it's just, it's became our thing. So what yeah, no, I think it's fun to find those little things. And then it reminds you of your time together and your trip. And I think that's so special. It's, I love taking those adventures and well, and we love to come home from our adventures and recreate yes. the food that we love. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we came home from this trip and we had invited over the grandparents and we had like a slideshow to show them our pictures, but we ate like a multi-course meal like we had in, um, when we were there and we had like, you know, the gelato. For oh, the I miss gelato. I love gelato. Just the different things. Like we just actually got back from a Hawaiian vacation. So we had a game night, but we had to have pina coladas with it and listen to Hawaiian. Oh, music. that's so just fun. Of our trip. So. Yeah. No, I think that's so special. We've done that a lot with, we went, my husband served his mission in Mexico in Cancun. And so we went back as a family I, about a year and a half ago. And our kids, one of their favorite things about the whole trip was the banana smoothies they had for breakfast. I'm like, of all the things you liked, the banana smoothies are something we totally could do here in America, but it's so fun. Cause every time we make them, they're just like, Oh, remember when we had this in Mexico. And it's just so awesome to remember that. And yeah, it's something thing. that bonds us as a family, you know, it's, it's something great. we did together. And it's, really it's the great. same thing about the decor and having pieces that you use yes. every year. It's that, that thing, this mm -hmm. case, the food brings back the memory and the connection that you have does. made those I original memories. Love that you're doing this. It's so good. So I'm going to get much better at the decor because now you've given me a testimony of decor <laughs> in my home. <laughs> okay. And let's do our last question. Do you have a home hack for us? I'm sure you already gave us like 10,000 home hacks and I'm like, no, you're just well, got all these amazing. This is a funny one. This is a funny one. It's not decor, but this is something <laughs> I've done for years because someone suggested it to me and I just, it's been great is I get those stain sticks, like, you know, so the stain Oh yeah. Like that you use for your laundry that you like yeah, on your yeah. laundry. Yeah. stain sticks that come in like a deodorant type shape kind of thing. Yeah. And each one of my kids has one in their closet next to their hamper. So when they take off their clothes at night, if there's something on them, they put the stain stick on it, throw it in their hamper. We don't have stained clothes. It's been like amazing. Like I'm that like, that is brilliant. Yes. Isn't it? You train your kids that, Hey, there's something on it. You could use the stain stick on it and throw it in your hamper. And then it's fine. You just do it I'm right really away. Bad, let mom know. But yeah, most of the time it's just, I got a little grass on my knee today. Or yeah. If you had a bloody nose on a white shirt and you've got blood all over your shirt, then maybe, yeah, let me know <laughs> about that one. <laughs> that is such a great one. I love that. And I, that since my son's just about to leave on his mission, I need to get him a stain stick. I didn't even think yes. about that on my list. Oh, that is such a good one. I'm going to make sure he has that. Oh, this has been so fun, Candace. I've loved getting to know you better. You are just so full of wonderful ideas and so much light. And I love that you're just building families and just, it's so great. So thank you so much for spending well, time with me. Thank you for having me. It's been fun to visit and share all the things. So <laughs> it's been awesome. Okay. So everybody go to lemon drops and lilies and use that coupon code happiness, H-A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S -S, for 20% off the shop.